Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chickwood Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer at Chickwood Beats. And I'm entrepreneur Breezy Gibson. And we're glad to be back in the place to be, as you usually say, Breezy, right? <laughs> That's right, in the place to be. Yes. And, uh, you know, we got another show lined up for you, just chock full of music industry news. There's been a lot going on. So, you know, we'll pick out the highlights to share with you. And, uh, you know, it's just really good to be back in the flow of everything. Super huge shout out to our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, 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 yes. They're pulling it, man. They got the flags, flagpole up. They got the flag flo- fluttering in the wind. Oh, and there's a lot of wind lately, isn't there? There is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How about that? How about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So without any further ado, we're just going to go ahead and give it to you. Okay, let's do it. Thank you. 
Gibson from the Breeze team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breeze2cheese.com. That's using the number two, breeze2cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo of how this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's achickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K, W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. All right, we're back with music industry news. This one was kind of interesting to me, mainly because of what it represents, more so than just the story itself. But the historic label uh, Tamla Records was relaunched as a positive hip hop and R&B imprint. And so Barry Gordy had founded it back in June of 58 before starting the second label Motown in uh, 1959. And so, you know, it kind of ran under the flagship of Motown, but the fact that they're relaunching it and specifying that it's positive hip hop and R&B, what does that tell you? They know that something's going on and they want to kind of be a part of it. They feel a shift happening in the industry. And so I think that's something worth noting, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll expound about that a little bit at, at the right time but yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it needs to be a shift going on yeah. absolutely so it's going to be running under Capital Music Group and uh, Capital Christian Music Group as well so you know hey the world definitely needs more positivity so I'm excited about this for sure yeah you know and and uh, um um you know, there's just situations popping up, you know, where uh, very, very, very talented people actually are uh, being pushed aside or have been being pushed aside and um, turned down for interviews and so on and so forth. You know, once they uh, say that, you know, they're not into um, uh, underground rap or harsh hip hop or other genres, uh, folks are acting like, oh, well, no, no, you know. We don't we don't interview with that, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and talented artists are just left in just left standing there, you know. So hey, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing. And uh, you know, now that you mentioned that, it kind of reminds me of some of the stories that we've shared before, um, where it was kind of like the secondary point to it. But a lot of these labels actually have a piece of a lot of the media. So, you know, they kind of control who's on there. Just like you said, it's like, oh, if you're not with us, we can't have you down in our other artists. So yeah, you're not going to get coverage by, you know, this outlet or, you know, whatever ones that they actually control. So, I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's a really good point. And honestly, we might have to expound on that uh, at another point in time. But yeah, any, and I'm not trying to pick on any particular uh, media outlets specifically but a lot of them you can tell uh which labels that they're working with based on the ones that they give the most energy to and the ones that you keep seeing them you know post articles on or random updates that don't even matter like hey did you see this tweet that so-and-so tweeted you know 
but yeah that's a whole nother topic for another episode don't you think yeah that's about six shows right there <laughs> yeah really <laughs> <laughs> about six shows maybe even eight nine shows right there you know i mean because there there are some talented i mean i don't have to say that they are talented artists all over the place mm-hmm. i mean but they're right in our own midst Okay, I mean, sometimes, depending on where you are, you can't even make a left turn or a right turn without bumping into an artist that's very, very talented, extremely talented. Absolutely. And then you mean to say they can't get a they can't they can't get a two minute interview? Right. Come on. Right. Right. But hey, if you're one of those artists, we're here. <laughs> that's right. You know, and and that's what we do. But you know, of course, we have a process. Uh, we don't take just anybody you got to be one of those talented artists uh, just as breezy was saying but you know that's part of the drive behind what we do is trying to make sure that people uh, who are talented actually get the shine that they deserve since some of these other outlets aren't doing it that's right that's right that's right okay and uh um you know (laughs) i mean hey we got a lot of stuff popping here so don't Mm -hmm. take us for granted because there's a lot of stuff popping that we're about to release so hey stick and stay yes <laughs> all right uh this is another one uh that the information is important itself but also more so what it represents um there's a music program that is aiming to increase diversity in college music departments and so basically what's happening here is the students will receive free private lessons and master classes at the Kennedy Center from established musicians like the String Queens and um, some others. But it's basically accepting rising eighth through 11th graders who play either the flute, oboe, clarinet, bassoon, French horn, trumpet, trombone, tuba, uh, orchestral percussion, violin, viola, cello, bass, or harp. Uh, that live in the DMV area and who also identify as BIPOC. So, you know, they're encouraging anybody that that fits uh, to apply. And they're saying that it's super selective. So, you know, you got to be driven and dedicated. You want to have a professional career in the music field. And um, they say you got to practice at least 10 hours each week outside of the rehearsals and lessons. So what is that saying? They don't want anybody that just takes it as a hobby and they're not serious about it. So uh, this particular fall, uh, you know, the applications are closed already, but, you know, definitely something to keep in mind if you know someone within that age range for next year, um, because they already had their first graduating class. So, you know, that's a super huge heads up or head start uh, for anybody that is looking to to take their uh, music career to the next level <laughs> well you know i mean the standards and requirements you know they when you're talking about 10 hours a week you know so forth well hey you know when the, the, the bunch i was raised up with we used to rehearse 10 hours a day mm. in the, individually <laughs> oh <laughs> my god okay and so you know we we our heads were deep our heads were deep into the music you know so you know when you're younger like that you're at a you're at a, a sponge age and you're just soaking up you know this the music and and and, and the, the lyrics or the instrumental you know, instrumental parts you know for the various instruments oh man we were soaking that up like like sponges and so and it was fun 
Mm. Okay, so it, back then it wasn't a business; it was fun. Okay, so you know we we just developed a lot of skills like that. So, but shouts out to all of the folks who are drawn into music in the various uh, levels and and styles and types, and because uh, there's a lot of spots in it. It's not just the instrumentalists. There's people in the background, people in the foreground, people on the side. So there's a lot of roles, aren't there? Yes, there really are. And, um, yeah. you know, just in case anybody's looking to try to uh, get into that for the next go round, that's the Washington Musical Pathways Initiative. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I left out the name. That's really crucial. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> All right, and Paul McCartney has clarified exactly how AI will be used in the new Beatles song. Um, it, he wants people to know that it's all real and they all play on it because initially when he mentioned that they'd be using AI, of course there was some outcry, but apparently he had already explained this earlier, but they're using AI to separate the vocal tracks from background noise and instruments, not to create new material. So he said that, um, you know, it'll extricate uh, John Lennon's vocals from an old recording so that way they can use it on the new untitled track. And so, you know, it's really important that people understand that there are multiple ways that AI can be used in music, not just as a substitute for creativity, but um, in this particular case, it's allowing them to actually be able to create music as a band. Um, another thing that kind of gets brought up all the time is whether or not, you know, different artists will have the rights to use other people's work. But of course, you know, working with the states and, you know, as long as you do it properly, it's a great thing. Well, you know, there's there's just so much popping so much. And see, a lot of the times the younger folks, the younger generation, uh, <laughs> I say that lightly. <laughs> now, they don't understand that. Uh, or realize that a lot of these groups, bands, performers, or whatever, um, it, the way it used to be, once practice started, the tape started rolling right then. Okay, so what I'm alluding to is that there's all kinds of sounds, tunes, songs that you know, famous or non-famous artists recorded because that tape was rolling, and it does. So today. It doesn't have to be new music. It might be new to the public, but mm. these are songs that these guys and, and and ladies recorded a long, long time ago. That that they can just reach into the bag and pull out at any time they want to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's new to the public, but it's not new to them. So yeah, I can understand what Paul McCartney is saying. He can reach into a bag with something that they recorded years and years and years and years ago. Absolutely, and. And you know, put some AI on it to, like you said, to 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 split some voices and so on and so forth. And and um, because there's a lot of music out there. Look at Prince. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> so many, so so much music never even released. Right. Uh, and on and on and on and on and on and on. Michael J. On and on and on. So. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, it could have been from them having it rolling during a session. Maybe somebody's cat started meowing, but now you can use AI to be able to extract, you know, what you want from it instead of, you know, taking the track as is. So, yeah, there's yes, so many yes. possibilities um, when it's done the right way. Let me specify that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. 
right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, okay, so we talked before about how BMI won the royalty rate increase for live music. And, you know, of course, we figured this might be coming, but the U.S. live music industry giants, Live Nation and AEG and the North American Concert Promoters Association have decided to appeal the royalty rate increase. Uh, I guess they feel like musicians get paid enough. But um, (laughs) in response to that appeal, BMI boss Michael Neal said, you know, given Live Nation, AEG and... um, the Promoters Association's bizarre position throughout the trial that concert goers attend concerts for the experience of staging videos and light shows as opposed to the actual songs and music being performed. So they said that the appeal wasn't a surprise to them because, I mean, obviously those things aren't more important than the actual songs. And anytime your songs are performed live, as a songwriter, you should be paid for that. So. Um, you know, hopefully this appeal doesn't go anywhere because this change definitely needed to happen. And it's really unfortunate that, you know, these companies who make their money off the backs of musicians don't want to pay us. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So things to make you say, hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, the Agency for Performing Arts and um, Artist Group International merged to form an independent artist group. And so the new full-service talent agency will explore vertical growth opportunities. And now their merged roster actually brings in artists like Billy Joel, Metallica, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Linkin Park. I mean, it just goes on and on. Mary J. Blige, Smashing Pumpkins. So with them joining forces, um, you know, hey, it's going to cut some costs for them and offer more benefits to the artists that are already on their roster. So, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of mergers and partnerships coming on lately, Um, especially with the tech sector being hit as hard as it has been. It makes sense. And, um, hey, as long as it's for the benefit of the artists that they serve, I'm here for it. Hey, I don't know. All right, and this never happened festival promoters have decided to ban mobile phones from their Australian concerts. And uh, I tell you, man, I think that's a really, really clever title. <laughs> so, like, if you don't have any fo- photo evidence or videos, yeah, you know, this never happened. So, in t- attendees will receive stickers that will cover the lenses of their smartphones. So that way they won't be able to record or take photos in a strategy aimed at creating a more engaging atmosphere. And so, you know, hey, we'll see how that success goes. Apparently, uh, the people who've been snatching up tickets are already excited about just being there and being present in the moment, not worrying about having to post it on social media or live stream for for friends at home. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of um, interested in seeing how this turns out and how many other concert promoters or festival promoters will adopt a similar strategy. Mm -hmm. That's deep. It is. It is. (laughs) Hey, Paul Simon has sold a substantial stake of his music catalog to BMG and uh, and includes his royalty income in Simon and Garfunkel recordings and his neighboring rights. And it's for an undisclosed sum but yeah, I'd be willing to bet it's a very pretty penny. So, uh, you know, it's just another one in the long list of uh, catalog acquisitions we've been seeing. 
uh, happened over the last few years. And we did say that there were some reports that people thought that it was going to slow down um, at the start of 2023, but yeah, we've still got these stories coming in. I mean, they're flowing in too. Yeah. All right, and AWOL has expanded into India and South Asia by acquiring OK Listen. And so the founder and CEO will, well, has now been appointed AWOL's head of India and South Asia. So little tidbit, even though the market is considered kind of small right now, India's music, radio, and podcast businesses are forecasted to grow an average of 19.1% annually in the years ahead and set to become a $1.34 billion industry by 2025. So, I mean, that's a heads up. They're they're obviously banking on these forecasts being right, and it makes sense. There's so many people uh, within those areas. And, you know, now with these companies um, that are kind of growing and fledgling, we keep seeing some of the larger ones come in because they want a piece of it. And so that's telling you something that if they're expecting the market to grow, that means there's more listeners, which means, you know, hey, I've I've said this a thousand times. Breezy said this a thousand times as well. But yeah, the world is much bigger than wherever you are. So definitely something to keep in mind whenever you're, um, you know, releasing your music or even figuring out how to market it as well. So hey, that area's got some huge growth ahead and it's good to be in a position to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, you know, you, you, you gotta you, be ambidextrous. In other words, keep a whole lot of different things going on at the same time, or at least more than one thing going on at the same time. You know, <laughs> and uh, veer on out, you know, and spread your wings and, and uh, um, you know, recognize, yeah, that there's a lot of people doing a lot of progressive things uh, making money or um, attempting to spread the word about various topics and um, so sometimes an artist can just be blind to that and, and uh, not be aware and they can end up missing out uh, being yeah they can miss out on some things from that. so um, mm-hmm. just a word just a word that's all a good one <laughs> yep All right. The L.A. based pop publisher Pulse Music Group is expanding into the record label area with Concord to launch Pulse Records. And so the label is actually going to be a part of the Concord label group and the distribution will be through the company's longtime relationship with Universal. So Pulse Music Group will lead the A&R creative and marketing services while Concord is going to provide the support through its label services platform and their admin teams. So once again, you know, hey, it's another not necessarily merger, but um, yeah, a partnership where it's supposed to be more of a benefit to the artists. And so once again, as long as it works in their favor, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. (laughs) All right. And the RIAA has asked Discord to remove the AI hub server that's hosting copyrighted songs. Uh, users have been sharing guides and AI models, which include data sets of entire copyrighted songs on the AI Hub Discord server. And so, uh, of course, the RIAA sent a DMCA uh, subpoena to Discord requesting that the identities of the offending individuals are released to them. 
So we got to see what happens with that. But I mean, yeah, that's a potential for disaster. We don't really know how many uh, songs have been uh, uploaded yet. But, you know, it's just really unfortunate because, you know, those artists worked so hard on their music and were already fighting to be paid properly from uh, many of the streaming services. The fact that your work could actually be uploaded and, um, you know, somebody's feeding the models so they're basing stuff off of either what you've written or your voice or the instruments you've played. Um, you know, it's got the potential for some serious um, ruin, really. So, you know, we'll kind of have to see how this plays out um, with AI being so readily available to everyone without actually having clear rules on how things should be utilized. I mean, it's it's kind of an issue, <laughs> a major one at this point, but um, yeah, we got to see what plays out. But I imagine that if they do actually release the offending individuals' names, that there will be some huge repercussions just like there were back in the day with, um, you know, some of the streaming sites where you could rip music and share peer-to-peer. So yeah, if you're one of those people, I'd recommend you stop doing it ASAP <laughs> uh, because yeah, like I said, I, I believe they'll try to make an example out of those people to keep it from uh, spreading so rampantly. Oh yeah, yeah, they're gonna make an example out of someone. I mean, that's that's inevitable. And mm-hmm. uh, because they wanna make a statement about uh, others infringing on folks. So yeah, mm-hmm. that wouldn't surprise me. So that's probably coming. Yep. <laughs> All right. Vibrate launches independent artist platform offering distribution and advances for up to $1 million. So we've talked about Vibrate before. It's a music data company, but now that they're expanding their services, it's actually called uh, Vibrate for Artists. And they're offering distribution on all the major streaming platforms. They've got booking and promotion tools, playlists and festival pitching. There's a free one-sheet tool and a professional artist analytics uh, offering across streaming and social media channels. So obviously they see that there's a need there and, you know, kind of making their data and distribution a one-stop shop for artists is really the way that most distributors should go. So yeah, we'll see kind of what happens with that. We've seen a lot of other uh, platforms kind of move to offering data but not really the other way around like uh, this particular company is doing so hey that always means that there's more choices for artists and hopefully uh, you can get what you're looking for uh, as these companies start to add these extra benefits and bonuses hmm stuff never stays the same there's (laughs) always move there's always room for improvement there's always move for change yeah Uh, positive positive change yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it really makes sense because you shouldn't have to go to all those different places um, to get what you need done. If you release your song, you should be able to uh, get your promotional tools and find out what's going on across the board in one spot. So it really makes sense, and you know, it's definitely a good change. Yeah, I agree, and <laughs> I'm sure a whole lot of the folks do as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and speaking of change. Um, History kind of shows that Elon Musk will have to fight uh, these music publishers on this lawsuit. It's probably not going to go his way because, um, and Music Business Worldwide is 
who did this little write-up about it. So I definitely recommend that you check it out in its entirety um, on their site. But uh, since Twitter turned into a video, well, turned to video as a new source of revenue, and just for the record, if you weren't aware, uh, Twitter Blue subscribers can actually upload videos up to two hours in length and eight gigs in size. And so now with that addition, the platform's kind of like a hotspot for multimedia content. And of course, the videos are music infused. So, I mean, you know, the national, uh, was it the NMPA and other music rights holders had kind of been saying, hey, Twitter should have been paying us for music on the platform this whole time. And that was back when it was shorter form videos, but now that they're longer, um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be an issue. And with them using more video and longer video, that actually makes them more similar to YouTube and some of the other battles that um, music rights holders fought and won in the past. So yeah, there's a good chance Twitter's going to have to cough up some money and, you know, they're still struggling to be profitable. So, yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see how this plays out. But uh, definitely, of course, I'm always on the side of the rights holders. Um, Yeah, because nobody wants their music streaming there or being used there and they're not getting paid. I mean, you know, (laughs) I mean, some people do want to give their work away, but most of us don't. And we deserve to be compensated for what we do. So, yeah, once again, so we have to see how this plays out. But if we look to um, all these other battles that they fought in the past and they've been successful. So I assume Twitter is probably going to be up next. Um, and that check mark for successful battles for rights holders. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, another angle to look at that is um, as uh, <laughs> it concerns information. Okay, mm. there may be folks out there who are who have close ties to the music industry, and they're not musicians, but they want to get the word out about something that they've got going on. Uh, or the different types of news bits and so on and so forth. So, hey, if they're turning more to uh, video, which we know a lot of the networks already are, okay, we'll see. That That's a, a red, you know, that's a flag for you to uh, uh, partake of that by making a couple of, of short videos about what it is that you're involved with, you know, on the, on the, on the verbal aspect, on the verbal front. So, you know, if you've got, you've got some kind of organization and, and you're pushing strong for... Uh, a, a particular reason, uh, no matter what it might be, throw some videos up on there and, and take you know advantage of this this opportunity while it's, take advantage of the the situation while it's there, yeah. and then you never know you can end up uh, you may end up getting compensated for spreading some important information about what you're doing, and that's that's you know what better than that you know you're helping other people but you're getting paid at the same time. Yeah. Look, that was so, some free game right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of different groups out there that are positive. They're trying to, to to help various communities and help various segments of different communities. And so, yeah, throw a couple of videos on there and and just watch. You know, sit back and watch closely to see just what happens. And 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 uh, you know, music industry news is is. Is, is actually industry news. So um, a lot of times people let these uh, tidbits, you know, fly right over their heads and they're not absorbing them, you know, and they miss out. Okay, so here's one. Don't let this one miss out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, word is 
that they're actually trying to work to have Twitter apps uh, to be available to view on TV. So that shows you, you know, this push that they're, you know, going for, depending on how it works out, it could be even bigger than it is now. So yeah, that was excellent advice to share. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back before we head out. Okay.
And that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you for tuning in, rocking with us, hanging out. And, uh, you know, we look forward to next week already. Oh, man. You know, I mean, it's flowing. It's going. So uh, it's a lot popping. And uh, we're glad that you're here with us to hear uh, this information. So, you know, don't take it lightly. You know, there's a lot of tidbits that have flown through just today that um, folks out there can can latch on to to develop something that can be prosperous for themselves in many different ways. So, hey, um, thanks for being with us on this segment of music industry news. And uh, the beat keeps going. The keep the beat keeps flowing. Yes, absolutely. And so, once again, we thank our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, you know where to find us. Till next time, tune in, tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.